Hey, pretentious engineer here. I know you didn't ask, but I thought I could explain how to shoot human beings about 100 feet leveraging a slingshot. This is inspired by a TikTok I recently made, and I thought it was worth discussing in a little bit more depth. For those of you who don't know, my name's Joe. I'm a pretentious engineer who works at Johnson & Johnson on minimally invasive surgical devices as well as robotic surgery. And I'm transitioning um, or relocating my entire family to Japan in order to work in a global leadership role where I'll be capturing Japanese insights and translating them to products. So all that said, I know a thing or two about engineering and math. And there's this beautiful TikTok that came across my FYP, which is the for you page i think of uh, these individuals it i don't want to label it but it seemed like it was some kind of frat event at a college um maybe it was an engineering frat who knows but they made this giant slingshot and they were humans would basically sit in a bucket one at a time and they would pull they would put tension on these giant bungee cords or whatever they were and pull them into position and then when they would release a lever, the human would shoot around 100 feet and land in a pool. And it looks, in, you know, they had like a first person view from an, a GoPro and it was just over the top and it was very well edited TikTok. I think it was, um, I listened to Unilad Tech, I don't know what that group is, but they have some fun posts once in a while. But anyway, I was watching this and I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, how would they design this? How would they make this thing? Um, and how would they get it right so that they don't kill people? Because <laughs> that's like, often the primary goal of engineers isn't necessarily making a product that delights or sparks joy or solves a problem. A lot of times engineering is like making sure the thing you're making won't inadvertently kill everyone or a subset of everyone or a slightly substantial group of people, depending on how... There's a whole discussion we can have on risks. Anyway, I'm looking through this, this TikTok post. You know, I'm starting to watch it over and over again. I'm beginning to become inspired. And I noticed in the comments, like, one wrong calculation. That's all I was said. Like, one wrong calculation. I was like, oh, this is all math. Like, this is, like, high school level physics, a little bit of advanced trigonometry, like a tad bit of calculus if you want to get fancy. Um, you know, some... Uh, we didn't even get into linear algebra, but I just kind of looked and I was like, well, I think the world needs some calculations then so they feel more confident in this design. <laughs> so I basically like did all the equations of motion. So you basically, this slingshot set up at a ramp at about 35 degrees. And then I want, I, I framed it as a problem. What is the it's called a spring rate. What is the required spring rate of the sling? So basically how stretchy is it in order to launch a human safely into the pool when the pool's 100 feet away and you know the angle of this thing is around 35 degrees. And then just based on some like guesstimations, I said that the, the launch point was about 10 feet off the ground there's all kinds of engineering assumptions, like the system's frictionless is my favorite. It's not. Um, nothing's frictionless. I've spent years working on robotic surgical tools, and one of the biggest challenges we have is accounting for friction, because friction changes. For those of you who don't know what friction is, if you put your hands together right now, go ahead, you can do it. It won't hurt. And you rub them back and forth. 
Go ahead. I'm doing it right now. You can hear it. Do you hear me rubbing my hands? If you rub them back and forth at a faster and faster rate, you're going to start to feel heat. Heat loss is associated with friction. Friction is a process in which motion is still occurring, but, well, there's two types of friction, but for kinetic friction, motion is still occurring, but you're taking energy out of the system. So your body, which is fueled by calories based on what you eat, is converting those calories or that energy into motion, and it has to provide enough energy for your muscles to push your hands back and forth to traverse the distance, but also enough energy so that some is lost into that friction process of creating heat. The heat has to come from somewhere. So often, like you'll see in physics 101 in college, like everything's on an icy surface. And then as an engineer, you get into the real world and friction's real and it can change based on how old your device is or how much it's used. There's something called static friction, which is how much force you have to push on an object before it starts to slide and then it transitions into kinetic friction. There's different ways to measure it. It's a whole science, sub-science within engineering. And it's beautiful and I've been in proximity to folks that have like dedicated months, if not years, to understand it so that our surgical devices are safe and don't inadvertently kill anybody and are controllable. Um, it's a whole beautiful artistry. But anyway, so I, I framed this whole problem on like, what is the spring rate necessary? How springy does the system have to be in order to safely launch folks? And I laid out all these equations of motion because you have both horizontal displacement, the person's flying laterally 100 feet, and there's vertical displacement because they follow what's called a parabola or parabola, if you want to say it like a dork. Um, I like the fancier way to say it. it follows a parabola. <laughs> so wrong. But anyway, I laid out both of these equations and I, I set it up to see um, the time at which they would land uh, at 100 feet. And then I used both those systems of equations where you basically have multiple equations with multiple unknowns. So you, if as long as you have the same amount of equation, we're, we're nerding out for a minute, okay? But there's math here. Let's say you want to, there's equations of motion that talk about like how far a projectile will fly horizontally before it touches the ground. And it involves time, the velocity of the object, and something else, gravity and its mass and a couple other fun things. Is the mass included? The mass is included with vertical displacement. I actually don't know if it matters with horizontal. I have to look at my notes, but they're, they're elsewhere, so I can't read it. But anyway, if you have an equation, say, with three unknowns, you have no way to solve those three unknowns unless the problem gives you some of the answers. So if you have a system of equations where you have two equations, and two unknowns, you can substitute them inside of one another and eventually solve for each variable. Uh, then you get into all kinds of challenges with differential equations if things are nonlinear and complicated. That's, there's a whole, there's like multiple levels of math you can take in college. That said, the math in this was pretty simple. If you go to our TikToks, you can see it. It's a fun one. I like it. <laughs> but basically, I go through all the equations and figure out like how much velocity was necessary to shoot the person as far as they needed to go. And then I used conservation of energy 
to determine the spring rate. So there's two equations. It's nice, I'm talking about math. It's kind of therapeutic for me because it was a little stressful putting the kids to bed. So this is me coping by hanging out with you and talking about science. But the I broke the problem into two main issues. You have a pool that's 100 feet away, you have a slingshot with a person in it, and you need to figure out how springy the slingshot needs to be to safely and reliably shoot the person that far. And the way that I went about it is I broke it into two phases. The, the first phase is looking at you have the spring is fully taunt. You, you've pulled the person to the max springiness and it's right before you pull the lever and all that energy is stored inside your spring. And then the second stage is after the spring has been fully um, released. So the person has flown and uncompressed the spring and they're right about to launch from the um, slingshot and at that point a hundred percent of the energy from this compressed spring is now into velocity so you have what's called kinetic energy your potential energy at the start when it was a taunt spring ready to shoot and all of your kinetic energy, which is your energy in motion, should equal one another, assuming a frictionless lossless system. And the assumption's great. Um, because if someone did all this math without accounting for that, people would end up way short, like it wouldn't have enough spring to it, and they would like land on the ground at 80 feet and perish. <laughs> It'd be terrible. It, I'm sure someone got hurt in that darn thing. But anyway, so I set up that system of equations I had um, and then I wanted to figure out in the kinetic energy what velocity you had to be at in order to fly 100 feet. So then that's kind of the third part. And I did the whole equation backwards. So I started with the person has to land 100 feet away, which means they had to fly at a certain output speed, which meant they had this much kinetic energy, which then meant they had this much potential energy at the start. And then the equation for potential energy of a spring. Any nerds in the community want to fact check me? I think it was one half the spring rate, which is K times the displacement of the string. So how much it's pulled. And I had approximated that based on the triangle and its hypotenuse. But anyway, I put way too much time and thought into that because there's so much crap going on in my life between six moves in the last six months and we're still not in Japan and trying to work across Japanese and U.S. time zone and feeling like I'm not adequately connecting with anyone, whether it's personal friends, those in our digital community, colleagues, or family. I'm just, I'm pulled in a lot of directions. In many ways, I'm like that poor spring or bungee cord that's shooting people <laughs> off into the distance. Uh, and, you know, you get tired of being stretched. And when you get tired, you decide to waste, quote unquote, waste six hours deriving the equations for some derpy TikTok you saw and deciding to do edit and being satisfied that like 2000 people saw it. And you're like, great, that was worth the effort. And I think that's just such a beautiful piece of life. A lot of times when we are experiencing stress or challenged, we throw ourselves at things that are healthy or unhealthy that we're passionate about and they suck us in. And if I were to have a coping mechanism that at least is blessing other people, like I see that as a win, right? Like there, I don't really struggle with substances or things like that. There's other people that are in that lifestyle um, 
you know, people throw themselves at physical intimacy with folks. And there's all kinds of different ways to cope, both healthy and unhealthy. And even the definition of what's healthy or unhealthy is sliding depending on whether you're a licensed mental therapist, <laughs> medical, um, you know, or a normal human that's just trying to make their way in the world. Not that therapists aren't normal humans, they just have a unique mindset. And, and I'm somewhere across that weird spectrum. So friends, if you're having a hard time, go drop six hours on a TikTok if it blesses you and other people. Or go draw a painting, or go for a nice walk. Or for me, I've been going on runs, even though I'm doing like a six day a week workout program, like in the morning I run because it's therapeutic as a way to cope. This morning I had a meeting at 5 a.m. listening to Japanese surgeons that were evaluating a different um, prototype we're developing for a surgical solution. And like, I was almost falling asleep. I was on Zoom, but my camera wasn't showing. Like I was just struggling, I'm exhausted. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go for a run. So I listened to the Zoom interview well, I ran three miles and it was the most amazing morning ever. Like I learned about surgery in Japan. I was present in that discussion and I got my sweat in. I got like my body moving. So find different ways to navigate the unique challenges in your life. That's a little bit of side wisdom from an engineer, but also a human. And with that, friends, -na 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 -na, to the revolution. And the hope that you subscribe, may our content always satisfy. Please subscribe, 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 and follow our TikTok. Okay, bye, bye, bye.